0: Hey, this is Monica, and this is my very first podcast episode. So if you're listening, a big thanks, because, uh, yeah, I have zero experience, and I'm just excited to be here, and excited for anyone who wants to listen. Um, a little intro, actually, I have been wanting to do some kind of social media platform for a while. I just, I'm not really a camera person. Um, yeah, I'm just, it's not my thing. I'm not good with cameras. I don't really have any desire to learn to maneuver a camera. So a podcast kind of seems like the perfect thing, especially since in the eighth grade, guys, this is True, this is not even something that I'm making up. You can ask Mr. Swingley, okay, from Woodrow Wilson Middle School, and he will tell you I was voted by all of my teachers most likely to have their own talk show when I grew up. Uh, yeah, seriously, the teachers in my middle school uh, assigned everyone in the uh, eighth grade class graduating something for their yearbook underneath their name. And mine was most likely to be a talk show host when they grew up. So I felt like, you know, this is just my calling. Like, you know, how could I not? And I'm comfortable behind a camera. So what better place to express myself than a podcast where all you'll hear is my voice. Hopefully, I don't somehow find a way to make that extremely awkward, although I can totally see that being a thing. Um, If you're wondering, right now, behind me is my lovely air conditioning system wall unit for the win. So, right now, humble beginnings. I'm starting uh, with zero equipment. Hopefully soon I can get a microphone, uh, something, you know, a little more professional to make the, you know, the sound a little bit better. But right now we're just going to go with the flow. We're going to have fun with it. And yeah, I kind of really just want to talk about everything. I'm kind of, you know, nothing off the off limits. No, nothing is off of the table. Um, I want to talk about what I love, what I hate. Uh, you know, I have many, many interests, one being, which is really weird and I feel like a lot of people would not expect this about me, weather. I am obsessed with weather. I don't know why, but first off, I'm terrified of tornadoes, and yet I am literally amazed, blown away my mind is constantly blown by their strength and literally their sheer ability to tear upside down your world in an instant and destroy everything. It's just crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. Every time there is a tornado warning or even a watch, I freak out like a little baby. But on a sunny day, where there's nothing going on and there's no threat of it. I enjoy watching videos, uh, you know, and just being amazed and blown away by, you know, the outcome of some of these, like some of these people filming these tornadoes on their porch, no fear, definitely not me, but I love watching videos of it and learning, um, learning weather patterns. Like, have you guys heard about the whole uh, Sahara dust storm? Right now, it is freaking crazy. Okay, so right now, I'm sure a lot of you have heard this if you have Facebook or any sort of sort of social media. But um, the Sahara dust, or the dust from the Sahara, see, so I told you that already. The awkward talk would kick in um, over in Africa. You know, there's it's very common for dust storms to kick up as they do, and you know, and and create a disruption. Of daily life, but it just kind of comes with the territory of living in that area in a in a desert filled with sand um, but because of certain weather patterns going on right now, it has caused a draft to send the Sahara dust over the ocean, which does happen usually, but usually most of it falls into the ocean before it can make its way over to uh United States of America north america uh and uh but this time it didn't it didn't guys so uh right now i think they're saying that it's somewhere it's made its way somewhere around like florida texas gulf of mexico area and it's literally causing skies to be like yellow during the day um, and the kind of the bad stuff that comes along with it is the air quality is really bad. So it's kind of hard to breathe right now. Um, but what I'm hearing is is it's creating crazy, vivid, gorgeous sunsets and sunrises. Um, as far as up here in North or Northern America... Um, I'm hearing that it's supposed to hit here sometime later this weekend. We won't get such a shocking effect, but you will be able to know, notice from what I've heard, a milky like appearance in the sky, like a haze almost, if you will. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's kind of something that interests me. Also, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a little thing I like to call, well, actually, I don't like to call, Wikipedia likes to call it, but I will, I will uh, oblige because it really intrigues me, um, Lake Huron Hurricane of 1996, I believe. It may have been 99, but I'm pretty sure it was 1996. So, like I said, I am a weather geek one day I was just thinking to myself, I wonder if it was possible or if it's possible for there to, to be a hurricane uh, over the Great Lakes of Michigan. You know, like logic would say no, right? Because a hurricane, you have to have pretty warm waters to sustain a, uh, a hurricane. And you pretty much only find that in the tropics region. Uh, you know, you find that in like the Gulf of Mexico or off the coast of Africa or, you know, the southern Atlantic Ocean, stuff like that. It's pretty hard to sustain a hurricane where you don't have those conditions, it's hot and humid, and you get the picture. But I Googled it, and sure enough, it has happened. It has happened, ladies and gentlemen. There was a hurricane in Lake Huron. Which is near Michigan, in the '90s, guys. I was blown away. I was shook. Okay, literally. So it was just the perfect storm, (laughs) pun intended. Uh, yeah, it was the perfect storm. The conditions were just right. I think I believe it was um, the month was September, and it was just you know hot and humid and. Basically a storm formed over Lake Huron, and normally it wouldn't be that big of a deal because even if the conditions are perfectly right, right, like the weather's perfect, everything's like exactly the perfect formula for a hurricane, it's not big enough for a hurricane. A hurricane has to have a large, large, large body of water to sustain itself because it gains its strength, right, as it's moving across the ocean. So you really can't get that with a lake, even the Great Lakes, because it's just not big enough. Wrong. Okay, this instance, the storm stalled, guys. It freaking stalled. It just stopped. Okay? This thing had an eye. An eye. It was a hurricane. And it stopped. Okay? Now, granted... A lot of hurricanes, most hurricanes, are way stronger than this puppy was. But still, it had sustained winds of 54 miles per hour, okay? Literally. Chicago was not made for this kind of a situation. And um, the thing about it is that... like yeah it the winds weren't crazy crazy crazy, although I will tell you I have been outside in a storm when it was sustained winds when there was sustained winds of sixty miles per hour, and I could not see my hand in front of me. granted, it was raining during it, but like sixty miles per hour sustained winds is no joke like it's hard to move in that kind of uh with that with those kind of sustained winds. So, but that wasn't even what kind of, uh, marked it as a hurricane. It was the eye. There was legit an eye. So I was really, I mean, I was really, really blown away by that. I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, pretty cool. Maybe just to me, I don't know. If you like to geek out over weather phenomenas and, you know, stuff like that, you know, hit me up. Let me know. It'd be cool to know that I'm not alone with that, uh, yeah. And, uh, another thing that I'm kind of into as far as weather goes is learning about, like, microbursts. So, a microburst is just, like, an insane amount of wind. Sometimes it can be, like, straight line winds, uh, sideways rain, you know. But it's like, and you can notice it, it's easier to notice it, should I say, um, in, like, a, a city where, like, the streets, you know, are kind of barricaded with large, tall buildings on both sides. And you can kind of just see the st- where the storm starts and, like, it just kind of traveling down almost like a racetrack. And it's just crazy because it's, like, it's almost like if you would see somebody running. You can see where it starts and where it finishes. And it's just, it's the craziest thing. So, I don't know. I'm into that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess... Whether something that I would like to talk about in my podcast. Um, something, you know, I like to talk about fun, geeky, weird stuff. But I also like to talk about, you know, deeper things too. Um, everything that's going on in the world right now is just so crazy. And um, some of the things that are just hard for people to talk to I want to make it so that it's not hard to talk to we can like we can talk about it and express our concerns express my concerns you know and you can let me know how you feel and um you know come to a place where it's just like rational but also like trying to see how people like why people feel the way they do uh yeah that was kind of unnecessarily deep and kind of really vague, I know, but that's the best I could come up with right now. Guys, I'm not going off a script. I am just literally talking about what, uh, interests me and what I want to bring to the table. This is kind of like a beta, if you will. Uh, yeah. So I don't do really well with the script. I do awful with the script. So, um, it's just easier for me if I go natural. Maybe if um, maybe over time that might change. I don't know. Maybe I'll get better at that kind of thing. But right now it seems to me like it's easier and more genuine if I just talk about what I'm thinking. Um, maybe in the future I'll write down like some bullet points. I guess that wouldn't be so bad because I can kind of get in the habit of kind of like rambling and getting off track. So that might keep me focused without having a script. Anyway, uh, yeah. Some of the other things that I might like to talk about on my podcast is uh, tiny living. Um, For those of you who don't know, my husband and I, we have lived in an RV. Well, we've lived in two RVs, but we have lived in some sort of RV for the past five years full time. Uh, we're currently building a house, but kind of like, it's not really something permanent that we're wanting to move into. Basically, like, it's just kind of like a jumping off point for us. We want to, we're building it, and then with the intentions of selling it, and basically using that as a foundation to kind of live more financially free. We want to be able to, um, you know, travel and do other things with our lives and not be so attached financially to to bills or anything like that. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're going to hopefully sell it after it's built. And um, we want to, I don't know if we're going to do a tiny house. We may do a tiny house. Um, or maybe a schoolie. We'll just have to wait and see. I don't know. We'll see. It may be one of those things where we thought about it. Maybe we'll move into an apartment after it's sold for six months or a year and think about what we want to build, you know, and see from there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's coming along. It is definitely a project, especially when it's two people that are doing it <laughs> my husband and I. Um yeah, and we're doing a lot of it by hand. Like we had to dig um you know for the concrete to be poured for the foundation. And we had to dig the dirt and we didn't my friends, we did not use an excavator. Okay. We <laughs> we dug that thing with a shovel. A shovel. So yeah, that takes time and energy, but you know what? It is what it is. So yeah, uh, we're getting ready for that, pouring the concrete and everything, and we already have the plumbing done, and so we're hoping to get the walls up and everything coming this fall. Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Hopefully I can take you guys along for the ride with that. Uh, which I guess is kind of hard to do when it's a podcast and you can't see, but I can keep you updated with what's going on. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah. And the tiny living situation, I mean, it's kind of funny because I guess I kind of take that not for granted, but it's almost like I forget that, you know, on YouTube or TikTok or whatever, people really get into the whole tiny living thing. Like it's a big deal. You know, there's a huge, huge cult following of it. And I kind of forget sometimes that I even live in an RV. Like, it's just life for me. It's everyday life. And it's not it's not glamorous all the time. I mean, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, sure, is it glamorous if you make, you know, over $100,000 a year and money isn't an object and you can pour a ton of it into making it look marketable or whatever yeah sure but I mean and no no shade whatsoever that's awesome if those are your circumstances and you can swing that cool whatever but if you're in a situation where it's like it's more economical to do this which is kind of what where we were I mean it doesn't really make sense to pour a ton of money into mid 2000s RV that you don't see yourself living in permanently. You know what I mean? Like this was just a stepping stone for us. At one point, um, we did live in a vintage RV and that was something that I saw myself living in for a while, but you know, you live and you learn, you realize logistics. We live in Northern Indiana. I've actually heard, I had an acquaintance, um, tell me that they, Uh, Had friends that were doing the same thing as us in Florida. Guys, that's a big, big, big difference. Living in an RV in a climate where it's warm pretty much all year long versus living in a climate like this where basically, you know, November, if we're lucky, November to maybe even mid-April, it's cold here. It's freezing. And, you know, we kind of got that figured out by now. It's been five years, but we've kind of gotten the tricks down and everything. But, uh, you know, you deal with frozen pipes sometimes you deal with, um, just the fact that it's cold. It's not built like a house. It's built like an RV. So it's not insulated, to be the warmest most comfiest place to live most people don't take their rvs out in the dead of winter most people take their rvs out you know maybe in the fall when you're experiencing you know 40 to 60 degree weather or maybe the summer where it's 70 degrees you know like or first part of summer when it's 70 it's not meant for the extremely cold weather or the extremely hot weather either because even uh, a good size AC, like right now we have a wall unit because the um, ceiling unit gave out. And we're like, well, we're building this house. Summer is it all year. Let's just put a, a wall unit in, you know, and it's, it's much cheaper than the, the RV unit and the ceiling it's great, you know, if you're standing right in front of it, but it does not cool the whole house like it should. If it's, you know, 90 degrees out outside and let's just say you didn't run the AC on at all inside, it would at least be 100 degrees in here without anything on. It's just, that's just how it is. It keeps everything really hot. Okay, if it's cold outside, everything's really cold inside. If it's hot outside, everything's pretty hot in. Is, is pretty hot inside. a standard. I uh, did not think this would be flawless, <laughs> but I didn't think it would be this bad either. But anyway, um, yeah, you get the picture. The insulation is not the same as a house. So you have those things to deal with. Um, you know, it is a little bit easier in the summer because you could, if, you know, if you're not worried about a astronomical electric bill you could just leave your AC running all the time and you if you if you know economy if the economy wasn't an issue or whatever the economy economics words are hard um if that wasn't an issue then you wouldn't really have to worry about that so much you could keep it on all day or you could have you know multiple ACs maybe running throughout or you know you you get what I'm saying you can you could make it work The cold, it's just one of those things where it's like, and not even just that, I didn't mention this either, that when it gets cold, the moisture is a really bad problem because it gets so hot in here, right? If you turn on the heater, we use a propane heater because it keeps it much warmer inside um, than the furnace, but it's freezing outside. So you get this humidity effect. The windows get covered, right? In humidity and Um, it's just, there's dew everywhere. So that's an issue because you obviously don't want moisture inside your house, but you got to heat your house too. So it's like, or your camper. So it's like, you know, catch 22. Anyway, where I'm getting at is it's different. It's definitely different being a full-time RVer in Northern America, as opposed to Southern America where it's more popular. It's definitely harder. I wouldn't say we'll never do it again. The RV part. Tiny house would definitely be different because we would build it to be insulated like a house, you know. The only difference would be it would be tiny and on wheels. Um, But, than a house, I mean, the difference. Um, But, you know, I'm not saying we would never do an RV again. However, if we did, we would have to move somewhere warmer. (laughs) We couldn't do it up here. I mean, we could. Obviously, we've done it for five years. But would I want to? No, someone said something to me recently I'm like you know what that is so true you can do a lot of things but it doesn't mean you necessarily want to do them and that my friends is kind of where I'm at in life I've kind of done a lot of things that I don't necessarily want to do but I powered through them to get to you know where I am or or a goal that I had set for myself and kind of just you know gritted my teeth and rolled with it but you get to a point where it's kind of you you get to a point where it's like not even advantageous anymore. It just kinda it's like, what's the point? You know, you've proven yourself. You got to where you needed to get. You you know, you accomplished whatever you set out to accomplish. And it's time to just close the box and put it away onto something else that just makes more sense. So yeah, um I guess that's something that I will be keeping you guys up to date with. Uh yeah. Maybe another thing I could talk about is just kind of what it's like um, to work in a school system. Uh, I am a substitute teacher. I have been for four years. This October or November, I believe. And I'm also a uh, substitute bus driver. And I have been driving... That will be... Three years, is that right? Let me see. Eight, nine, no, four years. That'll be four years this next March. So I got my CDL March of 2017. So yeah, uh, I enjoy it. I love it, actually. One of the things that I really enjoy about working in a school system is just working with, you know, young people. I think feel so old saying that, but the reality is I'm 30. (laughs) No shame, but I really like working with kids. I like my age group, especially that I enjoy because I do, I actually substitute for all grades, um, preschool through, um, high school, but I really enjoy the high school because it's just fun getting, uh, fresh ideas and fresh thoughts and listening to, what people are thinking about and, you know, their viewpoints. Um, and it just seems like people are so open-minded at that age, at 15, 16, 17. You just, life has not made you bitter yet, and it's, I like being around that energy. I, I mean, it's really, it sucks, because the truth is, is the older you get, um, the people around you get less and less, uh, optimistic. They get less and less, uh, understanding or even wanting to try to understand different things or different ideas, very critical. And, you know, in high school, it's just nice. You don't get that people. I mean, at least my experience. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, it was definitely not like that. But I think a lot of things have changed, especially like the girl on girl, you know, hate. It's just like that's not really so much a thing, at least at the school that I work for. Um, it's just nice. Like there's not a lot of that cattiness or, you know, I don't know. There's just, that doesn't really, it's not a thing there. At least I haven't experienced it. Um, it's just, there's not really that competitiveness and it just seems like the older you get, I didn't realize that when I was younger, but it seems like it's more and more of a problem. Like the older you get, like just women are just vicious. It's just, it's sad and it's nasty. It's so unnecessary Because, like, for the most part, you don't see men treating each other like that on that level. And I think it's just, yeah, I enjoy being around an environment where everybody's just kind of supportive of each other. And, you know, everybody's just kind of having fun and you keep it light. And it's just nice to go into that work environment every day where it's always something different. And that's the other thing I love about being a sub. It's something different every day. So one day I might be the PE teacher right, for the sophomore class, and then the next day, I might be a sixth grade art teacher, and by the end of the week, um, I could be the home economics and interpersonal relationships teacher, which I did that job several times um, for like an ongoing job, which was several weeks at a time um, last year, and I absolutely loved it, absolutely loved it, it was my favorite class that I've taught so far. Um, it was basically, so ec- er, home economics, which is not what they call it nowadays. And for the life of me, I can't think of what it's called. Um, why can I think of what it's called? I'll think of it later and then I'll say it, but for all intents purposes, home economics, Oh, life science. That's what they call it now. Cause it is a science, you know, it's, it's just basically how to manage your life. And it kind of takes away the stigma that was kind of put into home economics back in the day, you know, where it was just basically like mostly girls took home economics and it was just cooking and it was how to like manage your house and all that, which still is a very huge part of life science, but you'll see just as many guys and girls in this class. Um, because the reality is we're in 2020, you know, it's not solely the woman's job to take care of a house. We're out there working full-time hours too. Like guys, come on. If you can't already get on board with this idea, you really should, because I guarantee you, your girlfriend or your wives are sick and tired of picking up after your crap. Like, come on. But yeah, like it just, they teach you stuff like that. Like, um, You know, how to balance a checkbook, which I guess isn't really a thing anymore, but they teach you how to do, like, your taxes, and then they teach you how to do things like um, get ready for college, how to pick the right college, um, just how to prep yourself so that you can have practical life skills, and then half of the class... Uh, the other half of the class, is interpersonal relationships. So I did a segment on what it's like to be a kid in a, um, a family that's going through a divorce and the aftermath, the effects of it, you know, like how it can affect the family and how it can affect a kid and their confidence or just, just opening up conversations, basically, between me and the students or the students and I. <laughs> I'm a great teacher. Um, but yeah, and just the kids honestly were so receptive and the things that we talked about blew me away. Like when you're sincere and you know, you don't talk at them, but you talk with them, they really open up and you have some really amazing conversations. So that was really cool. And then we did a segment once about abusive relationships and like red flags, how to know you're getting into an abusive relationship, what to do when you're already in one, how to get out of it, what to do if you think a friend is an abusive relationship and how to be constructive and, you know, help that person or be proactive in that situation. So that's really cool. I don't know. I really get hyped up about that kind of thing because I've always been interested in life coaching, and um, so that's something that I really enjoyed. I absolutely love that class, and also, I won't say the teacher's name because of privacy. I don't really know if she'd appreciate that or not. I don't know. She doesn't seem, It doesn't seem like she would be the kind of person that would care about that, but I'll just i would rather not but she is like literally the sweetest person ever to sub for she was so awesome and that's always so great when you encounter that honestly that's one of the things that i love most about my job is the school corporation i work for everyone there is just so nice like they treat you like a queen or a king they they call you they don't even call you a sub they call you a guest teacher and i'm pretty much full-time so I um I'm there a lot. Um but they still treat you like, you know, like I don't know, they just treat you really well. It's it's awesome and that's priceless cuz I feel like a lot of a lot of places you work for, treat you like you're disposable or they just, you know, you just don't get this comfortable comfortable vibe, but I really feel that way where I work and I just I love it and I feel like that to me is just priceless and I really enjoy it. Um so yeah, I really like that aspect of it. And um I guess another thing I could I could talk about is kind of how the whole job thing works. So I have this app on my phone that I download. It's called Jobulator. You have to pay, I think it's 6 bucks 6 bucks a month, but it's totally worth it. It's an investment. You definitely need it. Um so I basically whenever there's a substitute teaching job, one of two things So if it's a job where somebody's taking off vacation in advance, then yeah, if you know the teacher and the teacher knows you and they have your phone number, they'll probably just call you or they'll call, you know, whoever they want for the job and they'll get it set up that way. But when someone's sick and it's last minute, they have this um, website called ASOP. And it posts all of the substitute teaching jobs, and you can go on there, log in, and whatever's up there, you can either accept or deny. And the thing is, is that there are several of us subs, which is not really a hard thing to get a sub job because there's not a ton of substitute teachers. Like, they're still in need of them, definitely. Um, But the thing is, is, like, you want the best job, right? So um, my personality, I don't necessarily love substitute teaching for kindergarten. But no offense to 5-year-olds or whatever, but I just I do better with the older kids. Um but you know, if that's all I have for the day and I don't have anything going on, then yeah, I might take that job. But let's say there's also a job at the same time posted for the senior class, you know, English or whatever. I'm probably going to take that over the kindergarten job. So it's kind of like whoever gets to it first. But you don't get notified when those jobs go up. You have to log in. So um, Jobulator, basically what it does is it notifies you. So if you pay for this Jobulator app, then it notifies you every time there's a job posted to ASOP. It sends you a ping, and then you can either say, you know, ignore or accept. And then, um, yeah, and so that's how that works. It's pretty freaking cool. So I love it, I really love it. Like I said, I mostly work five days a week. Um, between that and driving a bus because the bus lot where I sub is in the same parking lot as the um, the schools well most of the schools the the middle school and the high school is in the same parking lot as the the bus barn Um, so basically I can just they know we're desperate and they don't care I can leave 10 minutes early from the school day to basically get in my bus and get it ready to drive and yeah so I can pretty much fill out a whole work week doing that because sometimes it'll just be like, I'll go, you know, substitute teach and then right after I'll hop on the bus and I'll get a full, you know, eight hour day, whatever. Not that it doesn't really work like that, but yeah, it ends up being like that. Um, But anyway, yeah, so that's pretty cool. But the cool thing about it is if I want a day off being a sub, I can have it whenever I want, you know, like... I can just block out, you know, if I, let's say school was in and I just want to take off Thursday and Friday because I want a long weekend or I have a doctor's appointment or, you know, whatever. I could do that. I could go ahead and just be like, no, don't, like, just put it in the system. Don't, don't call me. Don't ping me. Like, I'm. Not available. Leave me alone, (laughs) and no problem whatsoever. So I really love, 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 love that flexibility, and I and it's just an added perk to my job. Um, So yeah, that's kind of what it's like to work in my uh, my workplace. I don't know for lack of better words. So yeah, well, I'm looking at the clock, and I did not realize that I had the ability to talk to absolutely nothing or no one. For this long, but we're hitting the 37 minute mark. Uh, yeah, but I don't really have an exact idea of how long I want each of these to be. I guess around this, it depends on the topic. But yeah, guys, like I said, this is like a, a dry run. I'm just seeing how it goes. I would love, love, love ideas. If you guys could come up with things that you think would suit my personality to talk about, or things that interest you, please, 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 please. Let me know. Send me a text message if we're cool like that. You know, with this app, comment or leave a message, whatever. Um, A couple of things I do want to point out before I leave is um, I saw that on this app there's a feature where I can add a guest remotely. So if you download this app and you want to talk with me about a particular subject... You can tap in from wherever you are, and we can create a podcast together. Basically, doing like a guest star kind of situation. Um, I'm open. I don't even have to say names, but some of my friends, they're uh, they've been recording some awesome music on SoundCloud. That would be super cool to interview them on how that process works and to kind of you know. Plug in their music, that would be so cool. Um, If you have a hobby and you want to talk about that, how you get it, how you've gotten into painting, or you know, like whatever you're into, it would be super cool to team up with you guys and do something like that, produce that kind of content. So, yeah, I hope this hasn't been too painful. If you made it to the end and you listened to all that, wow you're awesome I totally didn't expect that from anyone so (laughs) that is so cool um thank you so so much uh yeah thank you guys for listening and until next time bye